Incredible edibles start with Loran. Professional bakery emulsions, super strength flavors, and candy mixes from Loran make it easier than ever to create your own delicious edible experience. Bite Me listeners in the contiguous 48 receive 15% off their order at loranoils.com. Just enter Bite Me 15 at checkout. For listeners outside the 48, email customercare at loranoils.com for a list of distributors and retailers near you and tell them Marge sent you. In this week's episode, we're doing a chicken salad with a spicy Thai almond sauce. Welcome to Bite Me, the show about edibles, where I help you take control of your high life. I'm your host and certified Ganger Marge, and I love helping cooks make safe and effective edibles at home. I'm so glad you're here, and thank you for joining me today. This week's episode is unique because I recorded it not once, but twice. That's right, my friends. Welcome back, and this is my commitment to the craft. I recorded that whole episode earlier, and I was like, you know what? This is shit. Of course, I'm my own worst critic, I'm sure, but I just thought I got to start all over again. And so I'm telling you so you understand the blood, sweat, and edibles that go behind each and every one of these episodes. Now, before we get into this week's episode, the the recipe that is, I'm super looking forward to it. Super looking forward to it. Wow. Anyway, I am looking forward to it because it was a real game changer. I had something totally different planned for this this week's episode. I do try and plan episodes three month three months out. I'm all tongue twisted today. Three months out so that I'm not scrambling for something to make or somebody to speak with on this show. And there are some pretty fun interviews coming up that I think you're really going to enjoy. But in any case, I had something completely different planned. And as is hot happened does happen often sometimes I change my mind it is my right to do so I am the creator of this show so I can do whatever the fuck I want but I wasn't really expecting it because the one that I had originally planned was something that I enjoy making that has always been popular when I do make it and I've never infused it before so I thought it was the perfect time but alas this one came along this chicken salad and I was just like nope this is it. This is it. And you may have noticed that I'm doing more savory recipes lately. And that's because I myself have been off the sugar for the month of January, off the alcohol, all that shit, because my sweet tooth has been out of control. And the only way to rein it back in sometimes to reset that tolerance to the sweets, if you will, is to just forego them completely. This is certainly not the first January that I've had to do that. In fact, I end up doing this many, many, many Januaries, it feels like. And this one is no exception. There's something about Christmas. I'm usually pretty good through the fall, although it starts to amp up. And then by Christmas time, I'm like, fuck it. And I am, you know, making eggnog by the leader and enjoying it all myself. And when you're making, I don't know if, well, I think I did eggnog for this show at some point. Was it this year? I can't even remember. It's all a bit of a blur. But if you had any idea how much sugar goes into eggnog, whether you're buying it store-bought or making it yourself, it's a lot let me tell you. And when you combine it with eggs and cream, well, you can see why I'm where I'm here. And before we get into it, the cannabis fun fact. (laughs) I'm not sure why that was funny, but I thought I'd try it out because I have this soundboard and I never really seem to use it as much as I should. And there's a bunch of sounds I really need to download for it. But alas, that just becomes another list, another item on my things to do list, which is perennially too long. Do you like that? That's my $10 word of the day. The fun fact of the week. 
actually, I'm getting conflicting things here. The article I originally pulled this from said that the fun fact that there are over 200 slang terms for cannabis. Aside from grass, weed, pot, the ever-present and hard-to-die marijuana, cannabis boasts over 200 slang words. The English call it Gasper Stick, while Latin American countries call it Caracas. The GI soldiers from the Vietnam War also had nicknames for cannabis. They called marijuana their dinky dow cigarette because the joint made them do wacky things. Now, I'm not really sure I can understand that correlation, It's a little bit before my time. I will not be calling it a dinky dow cigarette myself anytime soon. But I thought it was interesting because this particular article I was pulling this original fun fact from didn't actually list all these 200 different slang words. I know what ones I like. I tend to call cannabis, if not using the proper Latin word or or whatever that is, I tend to call it weed. Simple to the point. Everybody knows what you're talking about. I don't really know anybody who's still calling it pot. That seems a little dated. Dope also seems dated. And I feel like now refers to drugs far heavier than than our favorite cannabis. But I also like jazz cabbage and devil's lettuce. But I'll link to this because the, in Wikipedia, they have a list of slang names for cannabis. And they claim that there are more than 1,200 names that have been, de- been identified for marijuana and hashish the dried leaves and flowers harvested from cannabis for drug use, including, and they actually categorize them. So they have slang names for marijuana and isn't marijuana itself a slang name. That's why I don't really like that. Slang names for cannabis, shall we say. Slang names for cannabis identified by the DEA. Uh, Regional slang names from say, they, they identify the Hispanosphere, Nigeria and Sweden. Those are some interesting choices. Why not other regions? I'm not sure. Slang names for good quality cannabis, poor quality cannabis, the cannabis cigarette, uh, packaging or amount specific amounts, slang names for consuming. They really get into it. So I'll link to that in the show notes in case you yourself are looking for a new slang term to refer to your marijuana. We're not talking about Mary Jane, which is in this list, or Maui Wowie, Alfalfa, Black Bart, Gage, Nixon, interesting choice, although politically motivated, I'm sure. Cabbage, well, it makes sense with the jazz cabbage. Houdini, Christmas tree, because I wonder, I have to go back up as broccoli. Yep, broccoli is here. So they really do go through all of those. Then some of the ones identified by the DEA, well, you know what? Fuck those guys. Let's skip that one. Uh, the ones from the regional slang names, a lot of those are in languages I don't understand, so I'll skip those as well. Slang names for good quality cannabis. The first one on the list, BC Bud. And though I'm not from BC, I am Canadian, so I'm going to mention that one. Colas, Dank, Fine Stuff, Flower Top, Ganja, Keef. Surprised they don't list Kush. Killer Green Bud. I don't know who's calling it that or KGB, but that's listed here. So maybe somebody out there is using it. What else do we have? Slang names for poor quality cannabis. Garbage. (laughs) I do like that as well because uh, you can't argue with that. It's either good or it's not. Good or garbage. Also ditch weed, which I'm unfortunately have probably spent some money on in the past when I was first getting started or had no idea what I was doing. I'm sure I've smoked a fair amount of ditch weed myself. 
Uh, of course, the slang names for cannabis cigarettes. I'll skip that one. I don't really smoke joints too much myself anymore. But the one that I wanted to point out as well is the slang name for a package or a specific amount of cannabis because I'm from Ontario, Canada. And you may not know this, but it is very common for Ontarians to refer to three and a half grams of cannabis as a half quarter. Now, a lot of people call it an eighth. In fact, I think every el- everywhere else in Canada and in the United States, people are more commonly referring to three and a half grams as an eighth. But for whatever reason, in Ontario, we call it, th- we call it a half quarter because it is a half of a quarter. It makes sense. It just makes sense. Maybe we're being more pragmatic. Eighth sounds a little sexier, perhaps. Half quarter. I've been calling it a half quarter since I first started buying cannabis Oh God, when I was 16 years old, I mean, I was, I had tried it before that, but I doubt I had money for half quarters or eighths back in that young, but I digress. It was a long time ago and I don't really remember. In any case, I will link to this in the show notes so you can find your next slang term for weed if you need one. And if you have something that you don't find on that list, let me know what it is. What do you call cannabis when you're just using it in casual banter amongst your friends and family? I would love to hear it. Let me know. Now, the recipe for this week is this chicken salad with spicy Thai almond sauce. So good. And the thing that I really liked about this particular meal was that it just so happened when I made it to have pretty much everything on hand already. I had admittedly gone to the grocery store just prior to, and I'd picked up some extra cilantro. But other than that, I had everything on hand. Now, maybe that's why I have an affinity for this particular recipe at this particular moment in time. But it was quick, it was tasty, it was healthy, and it was filling. And a lot of these dishes, sometimes you're getting into ones that aren't heavy on the carbs, often leave you feeling like a little unsatisfied, like like you could still eat a lot. And this one, I, I don't know if it was the almond sauce, because I really do find that, that do, it does provide a lot of satiation. Sa- fuck, I can't talk today, honestly. It does provide a lot of satiety. But it was it was so good all round. And if you meal prep, this one will be even faster because if you have pre-cooked chicken on hand and you can use that, it really the time it takes is to whip up the sauce, which is very easy if you're even doing the homemade version or chopping up the vegetables. And that didn't really take that long either. So it's as, it's a matter of just throwing all this stuff together. And that's one of the things I liked about it. It whips up in a flash. And if you're looking for a nice weeknight meal that you can just infuse however you wish, then this is it. Now, it is a cold dish. So for for those of you who want something warm, well, maybe refer back to last week's uh, classic beef stew, which was also excellent and provides that sort of nourishing, hearty, warm meal. But if you're looking for something delicious, and you're not necessarily needing something hot. This is great. And the leftovers are even better. I had it the next day. I don't know if the leftovers probably wouldn't last for too long, but easily the next day, you can throw this in for a lunch or something, which is also why you may want to consider how you infuse it. Now you can infuse it a few different ways. You could infuse the veggies salad mix itself by drizzling some olive oil in there. Um, you could also individually infuse each dish, which is lately what I've been doing because I'm living in a household at the moment where not everybody wants to get dosed. And that includes my elderly mother-in-law and in good conscience, as much as I think sometimes it might be helpful for her, that is not something I'm about to do. Don't dose your friends without them knowing friends. It's not cool. 
but that's what I've been doing lately. So just a drizzle of something nice on the top. Maybe you make two sauces and you infuse one and not the other. And if you do go that route, be sure, be sure to label. So you know what you're doing, but that is the other. And of course, this sauce contains sesame oil and honey, both of which you can infuse. I usually have infused honey on hand because it's such a versatile and useful infusion to have. But when I had Monica Lowe on the podcast, we spoke about her process and how she likes to cook with cannabis. And she mentioned that sesame oil, because she does a lot of Asian American inspired cuisine, she infuses sesame oil on a regular basis. That's one of her pantry staples. Now, I've never infused that before, but I, I'm thinking I need to now, and why not? I've infused pretty much everything else. Sesame oil would be done just the same way as you do your avocado oil, your olive oil, your coconut oil, any of those things. So if that's something that you're using in your cooking on a regular basis, why not infuse it? Because then you can take any dish and make it better. This recipe did ha- did call for a pre-made Thai almond sauce, but being the cheap person that I am, I shouldn't say cheap, but a lot of the times I'm sure it was a really good Thai sauce that they were recommending. I can link to it in the show notes if I can find it online, but sometimes I find you pay a real premium for some of these sauces that are trying to issue some of those you know, ingredients you may be trying to avoid and... So I decided to just find an almond sauce online and I did, and it was delicious and I have zero regrets. So what I did was just make my own. And the nice thing about this is if you're like, yes, you know what, Marge, I don't really feel like spending an exorbitant amount of money on almond butter, then you could easily swap it out for peanut butter, natural peanut butter, and it would work just as nicely, I'm sure. Now, why did I go for the almond butter? Well, let me tell you. I don't often buy almond butter. I find it a little expensive. Okay, not a little, it's a lot. And I am somebody that has little self-control when it comes to almond butter. I don't know why. There is something about it when it's been squashed up into a, into a butter that makes it so much more delectable. I have a huge container of raw almonds in my cupboard. At any point, I could just take some out and eat them. But no, it's not the same. They sit in there. They probably gather dust. Well, the, the lid gathers dust. But you put it into this butter form. And next thing you know, I'm standing by the sink eating disgusting amounts of it off the spoon. So I tend not to buy it because it's like triple the price of peanut butter. And I'm just going to eat most of it myself and nobody else really eats it anyway. But this particular week I decided to treat myself. And so I had some on hand. I thought, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to use it to make this sauce. And I do have zero regrets. So it is a splurge for me every so often, but if you're not into almonds, you don't like them, just opt for peanut butter. It'll work just as nicely. And it's a very common ingredient in a lot of Thai cooking. So it's not going to be some kind of weird flavor that you're introducing. And again, like I said, you can infuse the whole sauce or you can just infuse your dish, maybe with a drizzle of that honey or the sesame oil on top of your, of your salad when you're done. It's pretty simple to do that but you can easily infuse this sauce with the honey or the sesame oil. Now the salad itself, very simple. Uh, Let me just find the recipe here. I have it pulled up on my screen. It is, it is full of vegetables, which is why I really like it and the cooked chicken. So you're going to need your chicken. It called for a head of cabbage. I had two small heads of cabbage in my fridge. So I just used both. One was purple. One was a, a regular cabbage white cabbage, whatever you call it, a large carrot, red bell pepper. Sure, if you didn't have red, you had any of the other colors of the rainbow, that would be fine. 
three green onions, cilantro, some cashews. Again, you could easily substitute perhaps a little bit of almonds or peanuts instead of the cashews if that's what you happen to have on hand. Some crushed red pepper flakes. You're going to add your your almond sauce or your peanut sauce, salt, and then lime juice to taste. Now, some of the things that I skipped, I skipped the crushed red pepper flakes because I do, again, live in a household where people, well, one person in particular has a very low tolerance for anything spicier than black pepper. So... Unfortunately, I had to leave out the red, the crushed red pepper flakes and the Thai sauce itself. You can adjust the spiciness level. I kept it very, very mild for the same reason, but all you have to do is add extra sriracha in that almond sauce to make it spicier. I love spice. And so often when I go out to eat, I try to order spicy things because I can't really cook too much spicy stuff at home anymore. But the one piece de resistance on this whole thing was the fresh lime. I just quartered some limes and served it with the with the salad and a fresh squeeze of that on top. And wow, that just brightens everything up. And it's really worth going out and buying a lime if you need to. It was delicious. So obviously you just chop the stuff and throw it all together in a bowl. You add your sauce, you mix it up and voila. Like the food is ready. It was so good. It was so good. And I will say that even my mother-in-law, Gloria, even she liked it. And often Gloria has a palate. I mean, she's older and she's had a very different culinary background than I have perhaps. And she really has a palate for the very, very sweet, like even more, you're even more so than I. And I find for the bland. So oftentimes when I am cooking dinner, I can be met with some looks as though you were serving a dish to a a toddler who was uncertain as to what they were being served. Most of the time, that's not a problem. Some days I'm just like, ugh, I just don't feel like the commentary, if you will, because she also has no filter. God bless her. But she even she liked it. And I was just like, damn, you know you're onto something when Gloria approves of the cooking. And of course, Chris did too. So it was a hit all around. And I think you're going to really enjoy it. The funny thing is when I was looking up recipes to do, well, I did have a bunch planned out, but I like to always be looking at recipes when I'm sort of hanging out in my office with a quiet moment. And I had picked up a Mennonite community cookbook at a thrift store not that long ago. Cause I thought, Hey, you know, they usually are probably into like, into like healthy home cooking And I saw a sweet potato croquette recipe. And of course, referring again to Monica Lowe, and you should check out her sous vide vide website if you haven't already. I'll link to that in the show notes as well. But I made a croquette, a butternut squash croquette for this show. And and so those are really good. So I thought I'd check that out too. This one I was reading thinking maybe this would be a nice one to add, you know, maybe not for the show, but just for myself because I like to experiment with my cooking. And then I was reading the recipe and realized it called for six marshmallows and that your cooked sweet potatoes were mashed and then wrapped around marshmallows. And that surprised me a little bit. So uh, this recipe will not be shared. I'm not planning to incorporate the marshmallow food group into my diet at any point in the near future. So no worries, friends. That won't be introduced on an upcoming episode. I do have lots of recipes already picked out for the coming months, but if if there's ever anything that you would like me to cover, just let me know. There's like a category or a particular dish or maybe something you've made yourself. 
whatever the case might be, I'm interested. So I do have some fun things coming up. I have something new coming out very soon. And if you haven't already subscribed to the Edibles Enthusiast email newsletter, you find out about a lot of this stuff first over there, because I do like to have these episodes be evergreen so that if you're listening, then it's not baked into right baked right into the episode uh, that I'm doing something new. And then you're like, well, I listened to this, I don't know, at a time where it's not really relevant anymore. So that's a great place to stay up to date on things. And I promise I only send out usually just one email a month, sometimes two. And I promise I won't spam you because as uh, as someone who gets a lot of email newsletters myself, there are ones that I look forward to getting. And those are the ones that tend to be less spammy than the others. The ones that are sending me emails like all the time are the ones that usually go first. In any case, I don't need to convince you. If you want to do it, great. I'd be, I'd love to have you over there. And if not, well, we can keep meeting. We can keep meeting like this. And that would make me very happy as well. So my friends, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope I've, I've inspired you to try something new and maybe forgo a little bit of sugar yourself. And until next week, my friends, stay high.